Welcome back to Booze and Buffy, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel the Series, one by one. There will be spoilers for previous episodes, but no spoilers for future episodes. Celebrating Halloween in the middle of December, like I do every year, I'm Harrison. And showing up to every party with my trusty chainsaw, I'm Jason. Harrison, what episode are we watching this week? (laughs) We are watching... Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Season 4, Episode 4, Fear Itself. Um, This is the one where I will definitely have some thoughts about that chainsaw. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I think everyone everyone can guess what those thoughts are. (laughs) Yeah, the thoughts are more about who's carrying the chainsaw. (laughs) Uh, This is the one where the gang goes to a haunted house uh, frat party on Halloween and get a little bit more than they bargained for. Fear Itself was written by David Fury and directed by Tucker Gates and originally aired on October 26, 1999, which was, in fact, my 10th birthday. Happy birthday, Jason. Happy 10th birthday. But not really. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was, uh, let's see, 10 years old. That was fourth grade and probably thought that he knew everything in the world. Yep. Uh, I was I was ten once, and uh, yeah, I knew everything. I knew everything then too. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Jason, what are you drinking? Well, Harrison, since this is a uh... Since this is a Halloween episode, I decided to bust out the uh, last Nosferatu Imperial Ooh. Red Ale that Very I nice. um, that I've had on the show before uh, when we were recording around Halloween. And yeah, I just kind of had a bottle of this left over that I never got around to drinking, and I'm like, well, this is appropriate. Very nice. Uh, I have because it was the only alcohol we had in the house. Um, <laughs> I have a glass of Pinot Grigio. Um, but I forgot to chill it before uh, before we recorded, so I dropped an ice cube in there. Uh, and now <laughs> I'm just going to... I'm digging that ice cube out, and I'm plopping it right in my water glass so that I don't water down my wine too much anymore now that it's nice and chilled. Uh, water little, in the wine, little, making uh, up the weight. <laughs> <laughs> little behind-the-scenes magic here at Booze and Buffy. Because <laughs> if there's two things we know, it's booze. and Buffy um so Jason I believe it is your turn uh to lead us in a toast okay um here is to our friends may they be good friends to be stuck in a haunted house with Mm, cheers and yes you would definitely be a good friend to be stuck in a haunted house with would I I feel like well, you'd I get... sort of be a little bit like that person in, um, you'd be a little bit like that one guy in Scream who's, like, trying to point out all of the rules of the horror movies. Oh, no. I don't want to be a Randy. <laughs> but, like, you'd actually be useful. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So. No, you, you'd be the good version oh, of Randy. Is this, like, a, are you saying, like, a real haunted house? Like, a hardcore actual haunted house? Yeah, yeah. Oh. No. Like, I, I mean, for all I know, you could be fun to be in, like, a you know like kind of a set up 
haunted house, but I'm I've, talking about like in a real haunted house. I've never been to, well, I've been to like a haunted house, like attraction before, but it's been several, several years. I feel like it'd be very sarcastic. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's scary. <laughs> um, but I actually do think this setup that they have in this episode of like, you have to get through the haunted house to get to the party. I think that's kind of a fun, uh, a yeah, fun no, conceit. It's a good idea, um, and honestly, like, uh, minus the actual, like, uh, calling on demons, then it, it works pretty well. Yeah. So this episode starts with a, um, uh, the gang is carving, they're, they're carving jack-o'-lanterns in Xander's basement, and uh, I just love jack-o'-lanterns so much, and I was very sad because I didn't get to make one this year because the store ran out of pumpkins. So this was yeah, a nice like, little, like, jack-o'-lantering by you know, proxy. And, you know, it's it's funny because, um, like, uh, when I was a kid, we obviously, like, carved jack-o'-lantern with my parents. Um, and then, like, I just didn't do it for a while. But then, like, as I got older, and I found out, like, that's, like, a really fun thing to mm-hmm. do with um, with your friends. Yeah. Like, it's it's something that, like, is ageless, I believe. Yeah, I agree. We, um... I really got kind of back into it when we moved into this house because like before we never lived anywhere. We had apartments. Um, So it was like, we didn't really have a good place to like display our jack-o'-lantern, but now we have like a porch. So um, like the first year we were here, we had um, a Halloween party. Um, uh, Jason, you were there. And um, I was uh, there before the party while, um, uh, we were like getting everything set up and stuff. Grayson, Chelsea, and I uh, made jack o' lanterns um, and uh, put them out uh, on the porch, like before the party. And that was really fun. Um, and we did it like in the front room of the house in like the foyer, so um, so that we could like give out candy to kids as they were like coming up, and we could see them. So it was fun. Um, yeah, but. Uh, Buffy is not quite having as much fun. She is uh, rather uh, than uh, making a jack-o'-lantern, she is um, considering the life of a pumpkin. Yeah, and she doesn't carve it at all. It's just like, and her her pumpkin is a freak with no face. <laughs> a freak with no face. Damn, Willow, that is rude. Willow says like some... <laughs> Willow's got some sting to a lot of her stuff this week yeah a little little bit of attitude um there's a uh um there's also a there's a joke in this scene where um uh xander pulls out uh, a movie that he rented that's gonna terrify them and it turns out it's fantasia <laughs> and he which meant to is rent a good movie phantasm <laughs> Fantasia is a good movie. Um, but yeah, he, his intention was to rant Phantasm. However, this joke falls apart upon inspection. Because one, Fantasia and Phantasm would in no way be in the same section at the video store. And Phantasm is spelled P-H, not with an F. So... Remember that it is Xander. 
fair. And um, this is fair. And also, <laughs> he did blame the video clerk, which again, the video store clerk, which again, he it's clearly his own fault. But I think the video perhaps he asked. Yeah, he for asked it, for and it, and the clerk, clerk went to get pulled, it. Yeah, the okay. clerk pulled the wrong movie. So okay, all yeah. right, all right, I'll allow it. I will. What I won't allow is a viewing of Phantasm. The movie sucks. I honestly like, don't know if I've seen it. Because it's not Phantoms, because that's the one with Ben Affleck in it, and he's apparently the bomb in it. And uh, But no, I do love Fantasia. And I will say, I think The Night on Bald Mountain is a... It is very scary. Yeah, that's an incredibly appropriate uh, Halloween watch. Um, yeah. Of course, Oz references like, uh, oh, maybe it's because of all the stuff that we've seen, but, <laughs> you know, hippos and uh, tutus just doesn't... Uh, doesn't really bother Don't me. Don't unnerve me the way they used to. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and it's funny that he makes that comment because that's actually how I feel about the horror aspects of this episode. I think that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I overall, like, I'm kind of giving an overall opinion before we get into the nitty gritty here, but I think overall, this episode is hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love the comedy in this episode, but when it comes time for the actual horror, it's almost to the point of boring. Like I, I was not impressed by any of the attempts to be really scary. Um, so mm. yeah, like that's it, I found that interesting. That like oh Halloween like Buffy, and for this episode for me it it channeled the comedy right, just not really anything yeah. else. See for me I uh, I don't really care about the horror in this episode. I'm much more interested in the um the internal fears of each of the characters yeah. that are that are much more personal rather than um uh, than uh you know like a skeleton grabbing someone yeah. or whatever which um, hey we'll get to when we get to mm-hmm. that when we get to that like uh don't want to get like just talking about the episode overall like we got to talk about um all right so before the before the opening credits this guy jumps out at Buffy with a demon mask on and he's like and she punches him in the face and then he's like what the hell's your problem and no sir what the hell is your problem that is exactly what I was thinking because (laughs) you don't do that you just don't do that that's like if you jump if you're gonna jump out and surprise somebody especially wearing a mask and especially if it's like somebody on a college campus or so or like on the streets or something then yeah expect to get hit yeah it's not even on halloween yeah it's the day before halloween yeah. maybe Fucking maybe if night. it was halloween night i i'd be a little more forgiving of this guy but it's not uh this guy's a jerk buffy should not feel bad about herself for punching him in his jerk face. yeah he totally deserves it mm-hmm. um yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I had actually forgotten about that. But um, oh, it made my blood boil when I was when I when it happened on screen. Yeah, I am. Like, I am extremely glad that he gets punched in the face. <laughs> um, and but yeah, Buffy is definitely uh, she she internal. She's internalizing everything, Parker. Yeah, and and, oh. and again, like if. I think there might be some people who think that, like, oh, my gosh, um, Buffy, get over it. But, you know, this is exactly how you feel at that age. Mm -hmm. In, like, early college, 
um, all throughout high school, every uh, relationship, no matter how brief, um, it it it's huge on you. Like it, mm-hmm. it it like the the highs are really high and the lows are really low. So yeah, I feel I feel really bad yeah. for Buffy and. I mean, you kind of want something bad to happen to Parker in this episode, but spoiler alert, it doesn't. Yeah, he he mercifully appears very briefly for one, like, cameo scene and is not seen again for the rest of the episode. And to that I say, good riddance. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, okay, so when we get to, like, the Parker scene, actually... Um, uh, Buffy and Willow um, are talking like they're heading to the cafeteria and Willow is talking about like, oh, hey, I'm working on some new spells and stuff. And uh, and Buffy and Oz shows up, of course, as well. And they're both um, they're both kind of worried because um, mm-hmm. she's really stepping into like harder stuff. Like, um, yeah, yeah. She's just been like we know her for doing her levitation and stuff like that. But she's now trying to move into conjuring which uh Mm -hmm. as we all know is not a good thing Uh, i've seen those movies uh (laughs) yeah like i've only seen the first one and i wasn't impressed uh they um it it is interesting how quickly uh willow is advancing in her magic um and um we're you know, I, I do share some of Buffy and Oz's concern. I think last season we were like, oh, it's so impressive, like, how, how fast she's learning. But now it's like, whoa. It's kind of like, scary, maybe she yeah. should, yeah. She's, you know, she's moving past, like, levitating pencils. And, like, she's getting into some heavy, heavy stuff. And she doesn't really, and she seems to be doing it on her own without any sort of, like, guidance or anything. Um, so, I, you know, she takes uh, quite a bit of, um quite a bit of offense to uh to Buffy and Oz's concern but I don't I don't think their concern is unwarranted yeah and believe it or not this comes up quite a bit throughout the series mm-hmm. um also one thing I'd like to note I texted Harrison this while I was watching the episode Oz is for some reason wearing a shirt that is like uh it's for the U of L Cardinals, mm-hmm. as in like University of Louisville, where we're from. Like it is Yeah. Yeah, it is the U University of Louisville Cardinals, and it's from when they won the NCAA basketball championship in nineteen eighty. So I don't know where the hell Oz got that. If So I have noticed in previous episodes that Oz's t shirts are are often from like I hadn't noticed this particular one, but Oz's t-shirts are often from like all over the country. Like I, in one appearance, I remember very specifically he was wearing a t like a New York t-shirt. Yeah. Um. So maybe that's just like, I, and I'm gonna pay more attention to it. Um. To what his shirts are now, but um. I wonder if that's just. Obviously, it's like a costuming choice that they've made for him. Um. But I like the idea that Oz like collects t-shirts like from random places well see like it could be that but it also could be that he just grabs whatever he finds at like a thrift store oh that too (laughs) (laughs) i'd like to think that maybe seth green chose chooses his shirts um and uh maybe i don't know maybe he's a like a university of louisville fan i don't know 
um it'd be funny if he was but yeah like it just just the fact that like i I typically don't pay attention to oz's shirts either unless they're kind of prominent in the shot but i saw louisville and i'm like well that's weird and then i saw 1980 and i remembered that was one of the years that we won the national championship and then i looked underneath of it and it said ncaa champions like holy shit he has a louisville cardinals t-shirt so (laughs) way to go oz for representing our hometown yeah, I love you, Oz. <laughs> um. But yeah, Buffy eventually does see... Um, she sees Parker and really wants to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, she puts her food back and she says, Sorry, I forgot to be hungry. Willow does... Uh, yeah, Willow does mention, though, that like, Oh, we just need to like forget about Parker and, you know, have fun at the party night. Because they're going to a frat party. Yeah. Which we've already mentioned, but... Yeah, so Buffy does not um Buffy does not really want to engage in this cuz so she decides to immediately go to the person that she thinks will not have anything to do with Halloween, Giles. Unfortunately for her, fortunately for us, Giles is full on enjoying Halloween. And <laughs> this episode oh my this episode has two of my favorite Giles lines in them. One comes near the end of the episode. <laughs> Um, the, but the first one is in this scene when he says, oh, you know, normally I don't really get into Halloween, but then he turns on his, his Frankenstein monster and says, it's alive! The, uh, the pure joy in his delivery of it's alive is, uh, a beautiful thing. It really Um, is. Like, uh... I, yeah, I would, I, uh, points off. For uh, his choice of costume, which is quite appropriative, um, but the uh, his his love of Halloween shining through is um, gives me a lot of uh, gives me a lot of of happiness in my in my soul. Uh, Giles does try to uh, tell Buffy that um, demons don't typically come out on Halloween because they think it's too crass. So, it, despite the fact that she wants an excuse to not go to the party, uh, Giles like, no, go, have fun. <laughs> it's your night off. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, it's funny, because she already knows this. You know, this is something that we learned in season, the season two Halloween episode. And um, so clearly she's just grasping at straws to, like, not have to go to this party. Yep. Um... Which, uh, if, you know, if the boundary she was setting for herself with her friends was, I don't want to go to a party, and they are not respecting that boundary, that's on them and not on her. Yeah. So, Buffy, you don't need an excuse to not want to go to a party. You can just say, I don't want to go to the party. Yeah. And if your friends are shitty to you about it, that's their problem. Yeah, but at the same time, like, I do know that, like, I guess, wow, we're hitting a lot of fine lines in this. Um... (laughs) Uh, their hearts are in the yeah, right no, place. Yeah, they, they're they, trying to yeah, get her out like, to get her out of the They this don't spot. want her to spiral. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, so I guess I can't. I don't know. I guess I don't feel comfortable saying really anything in this, like because <laughs> I feel like it, what it, I feel like whatever opinion I take at this is like there's good and bad to each aspect of this. So good. Um, shall we go to the frat house? Let's go to the frat house, where one of the frat boys is actually played by Walter Jones. 
the Black Power Ranger. Yes, the original Black Mighty Morphin Power OG. Ranger. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, he doesn't have a lot to do in this episode. No, this but is it's still very. I do fun. believe it's his only scene. Um, yeah. But uh, no, the minute that I saw him, I recognized him. And uh, so, fun story. I actually was near him uh, at a convention. I didn't. Um, I was going to the convention mainly to meet some Star Trek actors. Um, mm-hmm. This was, I will say, this was in um, twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen. I'm trying to remember which which year. Uh, Might have actually been. Uh, yeah, I want to say it's twenty fourteen, but um, yeah, I went to this convention and um, his table was right next to Nichelle Nichols, uh, who plays nice. Ahura in Star Trek, and I got to meet her. She is predictably lovely um but no i did get a chance to like see him and oh my gosh he has not aged literally yeah no he literally looks like if anything he looks like a buffer version of his teenager self in in (laughs) mighty morphin power rangers so yeah like i it it was crazy (laughs) very nice um another thing that people might uh recognize uh is not this actor but the setting this uh the frat house um is filmed interior and exterior at the rosenheim mansion which is um a pretty popular spot for uh film and television filming um it appeared in like the x-files twilight zone um the uh 2002 spider-man movie Um, but what it's more recently become most famous for is as, uh, the murder house in the first season of American Horror Story. It's the main setting of, of that first season. So, you know, I've never actually seen an episode of American Horror Story. That is one of those fads that I never got on. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it mostly boiled down to, I didn't have streaming when it first came on. Like I didn't have Netflix um Mm -hmm. and so i only heard people like talk about it um on like when it was airing on cable and i didn't have cable at the time because i'm pretty sure i was uh i was in college um but yeah and i remember there were times that i did consider watching it but whenever i brought it up to anyone somebody would always say oh yeah you want to watch like this season but don't watch this season and then there'd be like somebody else who says like the complete opposite <laughs> or yeah. Cause I heard a lot of like, Oh yeah. Watch season three, skip the first two seasons, um, watch seasons like three, six and eight. And then there'd be other people who are like, <laughs> Oh, don't watch season three. It's garbage. Watch season two. And I'm like, it just got to the point where I'm like, Oh, you know what? I don't, <laughs> yeah. It sounds like I'm going to love and hate all the seasons, which, you know, yeah. could be, it's an anthology yeah. show, so I think that is that's the nature of the beast. Because I was gonna say when you said like skip straight to three, I was like my first thought was season three is garbage. The first two seasons, the best season. <laughs> no, like I've literally heard, <laughs> I have heard every possible combination of yep. Watch this season and don't watch this season with American Horror Story. And you know what? It, at, at this point, I I feel like I don't want to watch any of it. <laughs> that's fair. I, my advice uh, to you would be, if you did choose to watch it, to just start from the beginning. That's and, honestly the only and, route that I'd have like, right now, because... 
Yeah, and just make your own opinions. I'm a, I'm um, aware I, that uh, that it is an anthology <laughs> show, but I always have to, I have to start a show from the beginning. Me too. I'm I'm very anal about that sort of thing. Um, I can't remember what it was. Um, oh, it was uh, when John tried to get me uh, way back when we first started dating to watch Blackadder with him, which is also um more or less an anthology show yeah it's more like yeah it's kind of weird to call it an anthology but yeah each season is its own uh unique or or not unique uh, like self-contained thing and john was like we'll start with season two and i was like oh no 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 no." (laughs) (laughs) i was like i'm sorry i know you don't know me very well but that's not gonna fly (laughs) so i ended up watching because he doesn't really care for the first season very much i just ended up watching that one on my own and then we started uh, season two gotcha <laughs> but you know this isn't a black adder or american horror story podcast it, it is not. we gotta be real careful because we can get we can really diverge um but yeah uh oz is setting up the sound system for these guys for their party i'm very impressed with his uh his uh uh sound system skills here we don't see this a lot from oz it makes sense but we just don't see it a lot so i was I was uh, I was very impressed with his uh, his wizardry. And gosh, Xander Xander looks down, sees these guys like painting a symbol that is clearly demonic in nature on the floor from an old book, and he immediately is like, "Oh, look, grapes!" <laughs> yeah, it feels like Xander and Oz both should have been like, "Um, maybe not." the best idea yeah no like i you know i didn't even think about that but now that you say that i'm like wow should they have like alerted buffy and willow to this yeah gosh um anya is back uh yeah yeah. (laughs) yes and anya um is again asking xander what uh what their relationship is going to be um because it is uh it is their anniversary it is one week since they copulated <laughs> i really love um how uh god damn it i'm gonna have i'm gonna side with xander but when she's like chastising him that he hasn't called her she's like she, he's like but you told me you didn't want to see me again and she's like well that's stupid um, or what she say like and you believed me or something yeah you I don't took remember, what i said but... at face value uh... yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah that he says like i tend to hear the words people say and just you know take it at face value and anya just goes well that's stupid yeah and <laughs> i really wish that was less common than it actually is but i i feel like in in a lot of relationships and in a couple of the relationships that i've been in it's like you're expected to do something else it besides mm-hmm. what is said to you and that is so frustrating it's very frustrating and yeah it does it's it is not uncommon um so i i yeah i'm gonna i am delighted by anya but i am gonna have to take xander's side on this one um, but yeah he um he was respecting the boundary she set for him he does invite her to the halloween party um mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, oh, you got to wear a costume. And uh, at first she's like, oh, why are we going to that party? Because you're not in college and you still live with your parents. And 
And uh, so then, like, he kind of immediately starts to regret inviting uh, Anya to the party. Yeah. But he's like, no, just wear a scary costume. And she's like, what, what do I have to wear? Like, what kind of costume? He's like, Anya, you've been a vengeance demon. You surely should know something that's truly scary, which probably is the best payoff, ends up being the best payoff to anything mm-hmm. in this whole season. Whole season. I'm yep. going to say that right there. But we're going to get <laughs> we're gonna get back to all it. Right. All right. All um, right. But yeah, Buffy, uh, Buffy has not been feeling great lately, so she goes to uh, Professor Walsh because she's missed some assignments, and, uh, and she says she's missed them for personal reasons, and Walsh says, yeah, well, you got, you got your arms, you got your legs, you got your head, so nothing life-threatening, and I don't really care. Yeah, oof. Very, very strict. Yeah. Um, now... Um, people who have listened to our hot takes episode will know how I feel about Riley. Um, but I will say Riley actually does have one of my favorite lines in this episode. Um, because it's a line that's completely unrelated to the main plot of the episode, but, um, Riley is giving her the assignments, but he's also kind of saying like, yeah, you know, professor Walsh is right. Um, but he says, uh, she's worth your time trust me and i feel like that is something that every college student needs to hear um Mm -hmm. i know there are some unfortunately not too well taught classes in college um i've taken a few of them myself but uh i feel that once you get into college there's this idea that oh i'm totally I, i i'm in charge of my own time and uh, sometimes you think they're like, oh, you know what? I just don't feel like going to class today. It it happens. Um, but and I feel that this is when you have to actually build up accountability, build up um, and build up like time management. And mm-hmm. and it, it sucks that Bradley has to say this to her. But it is an important thing to say like, hey, so you're coming to school to learn. Professor Walsh is a really good teacher. She is worth your time. And yeah, college students need to know that. That, yeah, you may you may be lured into the whole, oh, I don't have to go to class today. And I, it's not like I'm going to get detention for it because there isn't detention in college. But it is, I think it is like important to know that, hey, these professors are worth your time. They're, they're there to help you. Yeah. Agreed. That was... I mean, that was my, um, when I went to college, um, the, the first time, uh, I fell into that trap of like, I don't have to go, so I'm not gonna. Um, and there were, you know, there were other mitigating factors that, that also, um, contributed to that. Um, but, uh. Yeah, that transition from high school to college for me was quite a bit of a struggle. Um, and it is kind of mind-blowing looking back on it that we just do that to teenagers. Like, flip a switch one day, like, you're, you're just on your own. Yeah. Like, um, with little in the way of actual preparation. Um, yeah, it's... um, so, yeah. And, I mean, for me... It, uh, it was a different experience because I actually, uh, 
as opposed to like acknowledging my freedom and being like, oh, I don't have to go to class today if I don't want to. I was more along the lines of carrying over that high school, um, that high school tenacity and being like, oh, I, I can't miss a class ever. Like, even if I'm not feeling great, like I went to a class that I really didn't need to go to the morning after my 21st birthday when I oh was God. nursing a hella hangover, but I still went and I was, this is a class that I could have, that was very possible that I would have fallen asleep in on a normal day. And uh, I remember <laughs> my friend Sarah was just looking at me, just like, are you all right? I'm like, last night I turned 21 and I'm a little hungover. And she's like, why are you here? <laughs> like, cause I'm here so to learn. Willow. I'm here to learn. Yeah, I do have a bit of willow oh. in me. <laughs> um, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so we get to the party now. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Oh no, no, we're we're not at the party yet. Oh yeah, excuse me. We have a scene with Joyce. Have, my, my bad. We do. Um, we did skip over just real briefly. Oz cuts himself at the frat house while fixing the speaker. The blood gets on the the symbol, and. You know, <laughs> hijinks ensue. <laughs> hijinks. Um, Copyright Joe Watson. Uh, <laughs> my notes here say in all caps, Joyce, because I I always get excited when Joyce is in a scene. Um, yeah, this is actually um, this scene feels a little out of place almost, um, just because it seems like uh, Joyce is talking about some serious stuff about especially about the divorce um mm-hmm. and and yeah it just it seems very strange to happen in this episode of all episodes but uh well i think it's i i think it's to tie into this feeling that buffy's having true. about um uh, these fears of abandonment you know she's been recently left by angel um he he literally left town <laughs> um she had this she had this traumatic experience with Parker. Um, and of course, you know, she's going to, she's going to tie all of that back to the first guy who left her, yeah. which is her father. Um, and it's interesting because it starts off very sweet. They're talking about Hank. And it's one of the few times we hear Buffy and Joyce talk about, uh, about him in kind of a, or really Joyce in like a positive way. They're reminiscing about when they went, uh, trick-or-treating um, uh, and it's kind of sweet It's to see Joyce and Buffy talk about these simpler times um, but then then it just all comes down on Buffy again of you know but Joyce says you know he really loved you and jo- Buffy says but you know not enough to stay yeah. um, and uh, and then uh, Joyce gives her this, I think, a really great pep talk where she talk, tells her, like, you know, when we first came to this town, I didn't really make a lot of friends and I was afraid and I was, you know, I was, we were in this new situation. And then um, finally, you know, I, I got over that. I worked through it and, you know, I'm better off for it, um, which, of course, is going to tie into some of the other themes in in this episode. Um, we also get a fun little callback to Ted, yeah. uh, the homicidal <laughs> my, my last, robot. My last boyfriend was a homicidal <laughs> robot. <laughs> you know, I appreciate. I really appreciate that the show has a memory. Um, oh yeah, no, actually, it kind of 
it kind of blew me away um, the first time I was watching it because I think a lot of the um, adult shows that I was used to watching at the time uh, were, if they weren't sci-fi, then they were kind of just, you know, like episodic uh, mm-hmm. in nature. I think, because um, like, you know, a lot of the most popular shows were on CBS or um, their sitcoms and stuff like that that keep... Uh, I mean, sitcoms have a bit of continuity, but nothing like they would go out of their way to establish as like, oh, this is our universe. Uh, But yeah, the fact that Buffy has good continuity and never forgets its history is is pretty awesome. Even in a lackluster episode like Ted, um, it's the show's not... uh, the show's not eager to like sweep things under the rug. Yeah, it's, you know, it'll kind of it kind of makes even, it look like uh, it, it's kind of like when you're just uh, talking with your friends about oh, remember all those crazy things we used to do? Like, remember when I dated that homicidal robot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do wonder, like, because at some point after becoming part two, Buffy and Joyce, you know, or presumably after Anne, really. Um, when Buffy comes back from LA, Buffy and Joyce probably at some point had to sit down and Buffy had to be like, okay, so, uh, remember Ted, um, do you remember when this happened? Well, those were some evil eggs that took control of your mind. Well, I'm um, pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure that, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that they do have that moment because I mean, we do have the scenes of Joyce like showing up and, uh, like, you know, cheering her on while she's slaying and stuff like that. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sure that Joyce is fully in the loop now. Um, yeah. I just, I just like picturing it, like Buffy being like, okay, Joyce, or mom, to <laughs> <laughs> sit down. We're gonna, we're gonna do it now. We're gonna have the conversation. I'm gonna fill you in on all the gaps. Um, and, <laughs> Um, yeah and i feel like ted is where we should start <laughs> that is probably like the the closest the, that hits closest to home for uh for joyce um yeah and uh remember that time you were in that uh scavenger hunt well what actually happened was you were hitting on xander <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway man. um now we're at the party though um and uh yeah like these guys these frat guys Basically, they had mentioned before that Halloween is all about having sex, um, which I think is kind of a funny line that follows, like, is there any holiday that's not about having sex? Like, Arbor Day. (laughs) 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 Which, ironically, the holiday with the most wood. (laughs) Well done. Which, that's like, that's just funny. Um, But yeah, like, basically... He's very earnest about it. Basically, these guys are trying... Arbor Day. This guy who's costume is just a fucking like rastafarian hat uh with dreads uh which is kind of lame like i mean at least throw on a tie-dye shirt or something jesus christ um about uh and uh yeah he's basically just trying to get these girls freaked out so they'll have sex with him uh because he thinks fear is an aphrodisiac or something along that line um but yeah it's like oh yeah go ahead, like, touch this bowl, it's full of eyeballs, and it's the bowl of grapes. Um, but, like, she takes off her blindfold while she's holding the grapes, and they really are eyeballs. So, um, then, uh, and then, uh, as the Buffy wiki says, she screams, and pandemonium takes control over everyone around them. 
Yeah, I like the editing of this. Um, th- it's this kind of like chaos montage. Um, very specifically, there's one shot of a girl like crying and like in terror, but then there's like an immediate cut and she's got this like deranged laughter going. Oh on. yeah, that was that was cool. That was, that was cool. Yeah. Um. So I just I just googled this just to see. Um, fear is an aphrodisiac. Um, it, uh, but it's, like, controlled fear, like, watching a scary movie or, like, going to a haunted house, that kind of, like, adrenaline rush. I think once you get into, like, actual terror, which is what's happening here, (laughs) you're probably less likely to take your pants off. I mean, you'd think so, but... Sex is a lot more complicated than any of us know, so if that's what you're into, good for you. Um, y- good you be for you. you. Just remember, always get consent. Uh, we are not here to yuck on anyone's yum. Yeah, we we do not kink shame. Um, nope. Buffy is uh, waiting for her friends, and she's of course dressed as a uh, Red Riding Hood with her um with her basket, which. Uh, she later reveals is full of weapons. I love that. What do you got in the basket, little girl? Weapons. Xander shows up wearing um. a tux, and he says he uh, he um, references the previous Halloween episode where they were all turned into their costumes, and now he mm-hmm. wants to be James Bond. So that's why he's wearing a tux. And it's really funny because <laughs> Buffy Buffy says like, you know, if it does happen, then you may just be turned into like a waiter. <laughs> yeah. Um, we did skip over real briefly just because there's two parts of it that are really funny. Um, Willow getting ready for the party. Oh, yeah. And she's talking to Oz on the phone and she says, if Parker shows up, we'll just axe murder him. That's Halloween-y. <laughs> but, yeah. Love that. Love this energy from Willow that involves axe murder. Um, <laughs> only if directed at this one douchebag I hate. Um, and and she's walking she's... down the hall and you get <laughs> random interactions from people. The best of which is is the lobster and the birthday present arguing with each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's so random, but it's like, I honestly it's the exact... wonder if they, I honestly wonder if they had like, guys, we've got two or three extra minutes and we need to fill it with something. <laughs> Maybe. It's perfect though, because it is the exact sort of random that you see on Halloween. Like that's you, true. Yeah, see, I, on Halloween, you know you're gonna see two. You're gonna see a couple, and they're gonna be arguing with each other in ridiculous outfits. Like that's <laughs> that is Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I just I wanted to mention that because I, I got a got a good laugh out of me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes. Um. Uh, Willow and Oz do eventually meet up with uh, Xander and Buffy. Uh, Willow is dressed as Joan of Arc. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you know, we have a lot in common because I was almost burned at the stake. And uh, I have a close relationship with God. And Xander asks, like, who Oz is. And Oz just, like, has a name tag that says, hello, my name is God. Which, <laughs> fantastic. Like, A Love plus it. could not be more Oz. Um I it's really funny because I, I remember the first time watching this episode years and years ago when Willow has her close relationship to God line. I was like, what? 
like wait what and and no one re- really reacts to it so i was like are we just gonna let that like she's just gonna <laughs> say this and we're not gonna react at all and then the oz reveal i was like ha that's funny yeah no, it, <laughs> is, it is very very good um but yeah like all the time while they're uh while they're heading towards the frat house there's like just absolutely horrible things happening like the one guy who is um trying to get the girl like turned on by grabbing those grapes uh <laughs> 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 Woo! he ends up trying to like uh ru- like he's trying to get out like away from all this crazy shit and then falls down the staircase and breaks his neck breaks his neck oh that is that's a fear of mine like falling down stairs uh, and, and specifically, like, breaking my neck doing so. Um, like, oof. I, it's not a great way to go. No, I just, uh, it's just, uh, no, no, don't like it. Um, <laughs> no, no, I, I don't like it, and no. I won't comment on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, uh, uh, as they're, uh, as all of this is happening, they uh, encounter several masked soldiers with guns like we saw before in the premiere and And they do make a um they do make a reference to it in the uh or they do show that in the previously on buffy segment Um, oh see the dvd doesn't have the previous yeah that's why i brought it up i'm watching it on hulu Mm -hmm. and uh I, i did wonder why they brought that up and i was trying to think is there stuff that happens with that in this episode and it, it's mostly this, just to like remember. Yeah. Oh, hey, these guys aren't in costume; they're just they're doing their thing, mm-hmm. which we'll find out about later. It's a very smart way of doing this, of getting them on, because this is the first time that Buffy sees them. So it's it's a really clever way of getting them on Buffy's yeah. radar, but she doesn't really think about it too much because it's Halloween, so it's like eh, whatever. Yeah um I, it, it's a smart way of doing that i i am uh good 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 job david fury yeah and willow's just like oh who are they and sam's like maybe they're nato that, that was funny <laughs> yeah Gosh, i'm giving xander too many too much credit this episode xander xander is funny and he does have a really good moment at the end of the episode um yeah <laughs> which again we're getting to um Xander Xander does say that he's invited Anya and Buffy's like oh no now I'm a third wheel and Xander of course comes in with well you're not really a third wheel you're technically a fifth wheel okay so this is not a good thing to say but I once again I laughed really hard um and I do like Willow basically like grabbing him and like basically being like Xander get the fuck out of here I'm taking over this pep talk (laughs) (laughs) um and uh yeah they um they they finally get to the uh the party and uh by the time they get in seems like the first uh i guess level of chaos has uh has has subsided and everything's pretty quiet and you know this is going to be the part where it's going to be really hard to just kind of summarize the plot because it I get that um, the gang is starting to feel their their own fears, um, mm-hmm. their own internal fears, but at the same time, it also feels like it just kind of feels like stuff happens, 
Mm. It, there doesn't seem to be a lot of cohesion between the scenes. And I'm not going to lie, I got a little bored while watching this part of the episode. Um, yeah, like, even Oz, like, starting to turn into a werewolf is not, like, not, it doesn't hit as hard as I feel like it should. Mm-hmm. For, yeah, Oz is, so I guess we can, I, so let's talk about this real quick then. Um, I think you're right. Rather than going by, like, a beat by beat of what happens, um, maybe we should talk about each of the characters individually. Yeah. So and what they go through. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So obviously they all at first notice. Oh gosh, look at all this crazy stuff that's going on. Um, Xander, uh, he's probably the easiest one to say. Mm-hmm. Um, he nobody is able to hear him. He's trying to get Buffy's attention, but Buffy's like, Xander, did he walk off? Oh, that's so him. And so. Xander is his fear is obviously that um he's worried that you know he doesn't belong in the group anymore that people don't see him because as Anya put it before he's not in college and he's um and he's living with his parents Mm -hmm. and uh yeah like he even at the beginning of the episode he like starts freaking out a little bit like oh you guys are going to a college party and yeah yeah and even beyond that, Anya mentions, like, you know, those things, but also, like, they have, like, powers and stuff, and you're just you. So, like, yeah, what place do you have amongst these people, and what do you actually have in common other than going to high school together? Um, and that obviously... Obviously, that hits Xander really hard, as we see yeah, because like, that in is, the sequence. As we know about Xander, the two things that are most important to him are masturbation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and his friends. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully he doesn't mix those two up. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, and the fact that like he will lose the probably like the only good relationships that he has in his life scares him. That's his fear. Mm-hmm. Um, with Willow, uh, she has gone into a fight with Buffy about, um, getting, like, having a spell that'll guide them through the house, and it summons a, uh, spirit to guide them, and, uh, Buffy and Oz are both concerned, as before, but she just decides that she's gonna go off and do it anyway. She actually gets into a pretty, like, heated fight with Buffy, saying, like, um, you, you she... can't tell me what to do. <laughs> Buffy says, I wrote this down because it's one of my favorite lines in the episode. Buffy says, your basic spells are only about 50-50. Willow gets really flustered and goes, oh, yeah, well, so's your so's face. Your face. <laughs> and, and storms off and Will- Buffy just goes, what? <laughs> um, and um, yeah, uh, she also says, and I think this is really important too, uh, she accuses Buffy of treating her like a sidekick. Um, which and I not, mean, isn't uh, like her own individual, which I mean, is not entirely wrong, but it's also not entirely right either. Yeah. Um, it's, um, and so, yeah, she tries to, um, she tries to perform this spell to, uh, guide them to the party. Um, and it backfires on her. Um, and I'm curious, do you think, 
because this is my interpretation of how this goes. Um, she does the spell, and then she starts, like, second-guessing what she wants the spell to do, which causes the spell to start to fuck up. And then, like, the house takes advantage of that to to cause it to just, like, swarm her. Is that how you read that scene? I mean, I, I actually never really thought that the spell worked. I thought that the entire thing was an illusion from the house mm. and uh and that it all just kind of it all kind of like uh dealt into her fear of oh my gosh um I am doing stronger magics what happens if I get it wrong. Yeah. Uh so yeah, it's, it's it I feel like we're close to agreeing but I mean I I personally think that the whole spell was an illusion. You think that the that the spell itself was modified by the house. I think so. And I only think that because there is a very specific moment where she conjures the one little light. Yeah. And it's it seems like it's fine up and like until the second where she's like, I want you to do this. And then she goes, oh, but wait, maybe you should do this. And that's when they start multiplying. Yeah. Um, which is something I'd really only noticed on this watch. But um, it's not entirely clear. So I don't, I don't necessarily think either of our readings are necessarily wrong. Right. Um, just two different interpretations of how it went. And it all leads us to the same place. Yeah. Um, there's also a very briefly before, uh, before this happens, um, and this will transition us nicely, I think, into Oz's fear, um, is Oz starts to transform and he runs off. And there's this very significant moment where Willow yells, Oz, don't leave me. And it echoes through the house. Um, yeah. So it's not touched really upon, but clearly that's also an anxiety that Willow could be having is, is losing Oz. And, um, and that's a, uh, and again, it does lead us into Oz and Oz earlier in the episode had actually, when Buff, when Willow was talking about trying these magics, um, Oz then kind of opens up about, being a werewolf for really kind of the first time mm -hmm. um it, even though it's something that's been present since uh season two um but yeah uh he talks about how whenever he does turn it he feels like he goes to a dark place and uh, it does scare him which this does then lead to his fear being his being a werewolf his lycanthropy yeah um i think you hit the nail on the head though about why oz like i think the our, the main trios i think all three of their like fears really really work for me and while oz's fear works as well it doesn't quite hit for me as hard because of what you said this earlier in this episode is really the first time we've gotten a real indication of how he feels about being a werewolf other than the kind of the generic i don't want to hurt people and, yeah, um, and he, but he's overall um, in his werewolf experience, he's been fairly chill. Uh, yeah, he's been he's been Oz. Yeah, um, so yeah, I just feel like it, it makes sense. I mean, there is of course a logic to you know to this transgress or not transgression um, to this uh, um, to this fear to this um, uh, for his transformations, but it because we haven't spent that much time in Oz's interior life, he, he exists largely as a supporting character for Willow. Yep. Um, it's not quite, it doesn't have the impact that I think it should. 
But he is a good boy, though. <laughs> He's a very good boy. Um, and I do like this, like, half transformation that they do on him. Um, it looks far superior <laughs> than the full transition. I-, I was about to say, like, and hey, we- it means we don't have to see the actual full werewolf costume. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and then finally we've got Buffy's, uh, fear, which is, uh, as we've seen, or we talked about, uh, earlier in the episode is this fear of abandonment of everyone she loves, uh, leaving her. Um, and I think it's interesting that part of that fear is obviously from the people she loves or thought she loved who have left her. Um, but I think this fight with Willow also illustrates that part of that is um, this idea that as the Slayer, she is she is alone. She is the Slayer. And I'm, I don't know if I'm articulating this uh, as well as I, I would like to, but um, that makes her stand apart from the rest. Do you know what I, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean that's kind of been the running theme for the whole show. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I guess I guess there's this fear not only that she's going to leave or she's going to be left by people she loves is that she's going to be the one who pushes them away. I mean, and it happened at the beginning of season, end of season two, beginning of season three. Like, mm-hmm. like her her responsibilities as a Slayer took a toll on her, and in becoming. And she immediately, like, had to go away. Um, or she felt that she had to go away. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so everybody kind of goes through their own fears, and their fears are made manifest. Um, and, you know, like, again, random stuff happens as well, like random horror things. Bat uh, skeletons. Yeah. Uh, I will say, I really liked the practical effects um not when it started moving but uh of the skeleton when it's first revealed um they do this um the first shot of it is like the head is tilted and it's got like one eye still in and like a little bit of like kind of decayed skin on one side of the face um i really liked that practical effect i thought that looked um that that looked really cool. It, um, I don't get scared by like scary movies. I'm so so like desensitized, desensitized. to that shit. But I got like I got like I was like, oh, that's that's suitably creepy. Um, uh, I'm glad they didn't focus too much on it when it moved, uh, though, because it lost a little bit of that creepiness once it started uh, attacking. But uh, while all this is happening, we finally the best get... part. We finally get Anya coming to the party, dressed as the scariest thing that she could think of, a big old bunny rabbit. (laughs) (sighs) One, she looks so damn adorable. (laughs) She does. It's so cute. It's... And what's really funny is that she clearly is having trouble moving around quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Guys... I know this is kind of spoilery for future episodes. This might be one of the best running jokes in mm-hmm. all of Buffy. Anya is terribly afraid of bunnies. And it's it's beautiful. It's genius. <laughs> it's it, 
I just, I, I adore it so, so much. <laughs> and there's this bit I always think of um, when she gets to the house. She gets to the house and there's no door. Um, and she has this moment where she just, like, raises her arms, like, what the fuck? And it's just, I, it just really stands out to me, that, that, that movement that she does. Um, so, I mean, listeners will already know this because they, by definition, see the promo images before they hear the episode. But, like, there was no doubt in my mind oh, no, it has before to going be the, into it this episode. It has to be this. It, it, there was no, I was like, I just... Like, before even, like, putting it on, I was like, I already, like, some episodes, I'm like, gosh, what will be the promo image for, like, ep- promo image for this one? <laughs> um, sometimes, I literally, I just Google, Google image search the episode, and then I'm like, okay, this is, like, the best picture that's on Google Images, fine. Um, but th- some episodes, like this one, I was like, yeah, it's, it's gotta be Anya in the bunny outfit. But there is one image later that very very nearly supplanted it um came close didn't didn't succeed but um i did have a bit of a crisis um but we'll get there all right um anya is like walking away from the from the frat house and she sees a girl screaming from a window and then the window just kind of like is engulfed by bricks yeah and so she says oh no i need to save xander (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) anya is caring for xander the way that we have never cared for him (laughs) it's very funny well she doesn't know him that well yet (laughs) she goes to giles she immediately hops to giles i don't know if she actually hops but i loved i love the idea of her hopping to giles It'd probably be more an, a more effective mobility than than walking in that costume. Yeah, because she has problems. Poor Emma Caulfield. I don't know. If, I don't know if that was done by design, but oh my god, it's funny. No, I've been in um, not a like a bunny costume like that before, but I've I've um, uh, <laughs> weird. Uh, back in like high school, I volunteered at my old grade school to be like um to do like a book fair mascot thing oh that's where they had these like mascot costumes for like i don't even remember what character it was but it was like characters from books and yeah um i would go like there were a couple of us and we would like be in the mascot costume and like go around the school and be like you know like hang out with the kids and blah 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 but yeah those things are hard to move in and especially because they've got those giant fucking feet <laughs> that it like it, it is hard to walk that it's very um because you've got to get that whole thing up off the ground and like make sure you don't trip yourself so um yeah yeah this this feels real <laughs> um yeah anya does get to Zan- does get to giles and he's like oh what's happening and um and she's like oh xander's in trouble and uh she starts explaining what ha- what what's happened and um Jal starts getting his books and some and some other supplies and uh and um wow i just blanked uh, my bad oh um and he says oh don't worry uh is xander with the others and she's like i guess so i mean yeah we need to save them but we really need to save xander <laughs> i wrote in my notes anya doesn't give a fuck with five u's 
uh, about saving <laughs> anyone but Xander. It's true. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I guess they're there too, but we have to save Xander. <laughs> um, very funny. Yeah. Um the the gang eventually does get to the the main party room. Again, like everything's so kind of chaotic during this. It's really hard to summarize it mm-hmm. beat by beat. It seems like they are like transported there. Um, yeah, because it's honestly a blur to me, is... and I just watched the episode like a little over an hour ago. Yeah, um, I think it's just I think it's fair to mention too that the house does do like a kind of weird. Um, Clearly, the house is uh, maybe not moving, but it's it's doing something to like disorient everyone and, um, uh, like the internal architecture is like changing. I guess is the what's happening. I don't dig through that, figure out what I meant, and <laughs> you'll all be fine. <laughs> but yeah, they they eventually end up in a in the room where the party's supposed to be, but everybody's kind of freaking out. Um, But the effects of the spells, the effects of the fear illusions have worn off. Um, Mm -hmm. Buffy obviously finds everybody. Um, Xander is, uh, Xander is, is able to be heard. Um, Oz, who was kind of like in the fetal position on a couch is he's fine. And uh, Willow just runs in and uh, all the stuff is gone. Um, but yeah, at the, uh, at the same time, they, they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, Giles and Anya have shown up. Um, there is still no door and, uh, and Giles like, oh, we'll need to make one. She's like, oh, do you have a way to make one? Pulls out a chainsaw. Hot! Pulls out a chainsaw. Hot, hot. <laughs> Hot. This this was what almost supplanted Anya in the bunny costume. I figured. Oh my god. Oh my god. I Giles said gay rights when he pulled that chainsaw <laughs> out. So I was I was I was thinking about this the other day. Um, we used to do on the show uh, uh, the before gay Jason agenda. came on. We did the gay agenda, and then when Jason came on. I was like, well, that's weird to do that. But I was like, you know what? I'm still gay and I have an agenda. So I was like, I'm bringing it back. And the gay agenda this week is how horny I am for Giles with a chainsaw. Um, Jason, feel free to jump in if you have your own gay agenda. You do do not feel obligated if you don't. But I was like, this is the time. This is the way. (laughs) <laughs> this is the way <laughs> that was an unintentional mandalorian reference but i'm glad it happened <laughs> um yeah no giles is very much badass in this um and you know take it how you will take it as like oh maybe it's a reference to evil dead or texas chainsaw massacre but in all honesty chainsaws are just fucking cool uh, <laughs> and um, very practical in this instance yes I'm like Buffy's tiny fucking crossbow. Fine, it's whatever. It's fine. I'm done. And uh, <laughs> and Giles does uh does show up in the party room with the with his chainsaw in a really good shot. 
And um, Xander has, I think, the same reaction I did. <laughs> he goes, it's Giles! It's Giles with a chainsaw! <laughs> but um, they find uh, Giles puts the chainsaw down, opens up his book. They see the symbol, and uh, and Giles starts reading that it is the mark of Gaknar. Um, and he says, oh, there are two ways to... There are two ways to stop the effects of the spell. Destroying the symbol, and Buffy just immediately goes to destroy the symbol. I will say, though, it's not until after she destroys the symbol when Giles says, we'll immediately summon Gaknar. He has plenty of time to say, stop, Buffy. (laughs) Well, also, this book is very poor. Like, it... It really should not have been written the way it was. Yeah. Um, it really should. That should have been the first thing. Do not destroy symbol. Um, but I do love uh, Anthony Head's delivery of, you know, destroying the symbol. She breaks it. Will not stop. Will immediately section. summon the demon. Will immediately summon the demon. <laughs> and, and Gaknar does show up. But he's only a couple of inches tall. Oh my god. So, first of all, just like this huge, uh, you know, as Xander says, big overture little show. Um, Yeah, no. It is so great because you see like all, you've seen all of these ridiculous things happening in the house. All these evil, nasty things. And the guy behind it is like just this (laughs) fucking three inch tall demon with a really high pitched squeaky voice. It's hilarious. (laughs) Um, But outside of just how fucking funny it is i will say i think too I, there's, it's it's lovely thematically because you know it kind of presents this idea that you know our fears are never as big as we think they are yeah um so we're we i like that thematically but i also am grateful that it comes about in such a funny way which then leads into probably my favorite line in the entire episode xander like everybody's been making comments but then xander's like oh who's a little demon and 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 Giles says actually hang on i need to find the exact quote for this because it's not uh, i actually have it because i it's also one of my favorites and i I, I, I wrote this quote down. Okay, yeah. Please, please go ahead with the actual quote, because I will not do it justice just so, summarizing So, it. yeah, Xander's like, yeah, who's a little fear demon? And Giles goes, don't taunt the demon. And then Xander, like, jumps back and goes, like, why? Can he hurt me? And Giles goes, no, it's just tacky. <laughs> <laughs> When we were doing our hot takes episode, that is, I'm pretty sure I had to have mentioned that moment because that I is, without so. a doubt, one of the best Giles moments in the entire series. It's, oh, gosh. It, it's so good. Um, and Buffy, of course, ends up just stomping on him with a shoe. Yep. Um, they go back to Giles's uh, apartment or his townhouse or whatever, and, um, Xander's like, oh, Anya, why are you wearing that bunny costume? And she says, bunnies scare me. Very casually, like, obviously. Yeah, like, like clearly they're <laughs> clearly they're horrifying. Um, and then uh, Giles is reading the book, and he says, I didn't translate this line of text um, next to the picture of Gaknar. He's like, what does it say? Actual size. 
<laughs> End of episode. Yep. <laughs> but what's really great about this is the music underneath Giles as he's as he's delivering this. It starts to get like dramatic and like suspenseful music and clearly they're setting you up for like a oh no there's more we missed something like he's you know and then yeah the just the total anti-climax of actual size is hysterical (laughs) hysterical um also uh interesting to bring up uh as the buffy wiki states this is the seventh and last episode of the series Mm -hmm. without any vampires yep and remember I mean, a couple weeks ago when we couldn't remember if if that was the last episode? Now we know. This is it. This is um, it. But yeah, that is fear itself. Um, mm-hmm. A lot more funny than it is scary. Yeah. Um, any, uh, I don't really have any trivia for this one other than what we've already uh, already mentioned. Um, yeah just the your your final thoughts jason well um when it comes down to it uh, it's kind of what i said at the top of the episode um i think the humor in this is spot on i mean giles's lines anya's bunny costume and and just like the great rapport between between the gang is mm-hmm. it's on full display here david fury um wrote a very funny episode but when it actually does get to the scary parts of the episode i feel like while the while the um the practical effects are good as you mentioned like the practical Mm -hmm. effects i mean we're a long ways away from season one um the the practical effects are good but it all just kind of seems muddled and a little bit like little bit of chaos and it just it doesn't flow well for me i found myself being i found my attention just kind of drifting uh, during those scenes um like i said it's kind of a blur to me and i literally just watched the episode before we started recording so i don't think that that's effective in being scary and maybe they weren't trying to be effective in it being scary but it does feel like a lot of the actual horror bits fall short so um i'm going to give this episode three and a half out of five bowls of unpeeled grapes or peeled grapes my bad uh i um so yeah i um the yeah everything you said uh the humor all the gang's interactions are all great um I, I I don't care as much about the scary stuff. Uh, for me, what I find interesting about those scenes in the haunted house are the the stuff that is more internal and personal rather than like, oh no, bats. Oh no, a spider. Oh no, a skeleton. Um, and I really appreciate that this episode um, takes that time to get a little internal with the characters. Um, I the episode that is easy to compare this with is the season one episode nightmares oh which yes has a similar premise but i uh way way back in time uh i commented that while that episode is fun all of this all the fears that they see in that episode with the exception of giles's fear of buffy dying are all surface it's like 
Xander's afraid of clowns and Willow has stage fright. Um, so I, I appreciate that, you know, three seasons later when we've got th- these characters have developed so much more um, that we can look at, go, you know, because um, this is a trope, right? And it's like sci-fi fantasy shows, yeah. like the what they fear episode. Um, so I'm grateful that this episode actually takes the time to get more internal and personal with those fears. Um, and I love, I love this conclusion at the end that, um, at the end of the day, no matter, no matter what you're afraid of, um, you know, that fear is never bigger than you and, um, you can overcome it by facing it. Um, so I, I really, really like this episode. I, for me, this is a, um, uh, four weaponized Little Red Riding Hoods out of five. There you go. Thank you for joining us on Booze and Buffy. We'll be back next week with Angel, Season 1, Episode 4, I Fall to Pieces. I'm Harrison. You can find me on Instagram at Harrison Alexander Kaufman and on Twitter at Harrison Kaufman. You can also check out my blog, horrorbyharrison.blogspot.com, where I talk about a different horror movie every week. This week, I am finally out of the Halloween and Friday the 13th franchise, franchises for this year, uh, and I am talking about the 1941 classic Cat People. Okay. Um, I'm Jason. You can find me on Instagram at yamij357 and on Twitter at yamij. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booze and Buffy, or you can email us at boozeandbuffy at gmail.com. The and is spelled out A-N-D. Also, don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Each week, we like to give a shout out to a worthy charity or nonprofit. This week, we are highlighting American Humane. American Humane is committed to ensuring the safety, welfare, and well-being of animals. For more than 100 years, American Humane has been the first in promoting the welfare and safety of animals and strengthening the bond between animals and people. Visit www.americanhumane.org for more information. And I do just want to point out that American Humane is a different organization than the American Humane Society. Uh, Two separate organizations. Uh, And as (laughs) always, go slay. And be gay with a chainsaw. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.